millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And welcome to the Explaining History podcast. And today I'm going to talk about the experience of China at war, particularly with reference to uh, the bombing of Chongqing in 1939. Um, I'm reading today from Rana Mitter's brilliant book, China's War with Japan. Um, and it's important to think of the historiography here and the uh, memory of the war that exists in uh, China. We traditionally or typically see World War II beginning in uh, 1939. For the Chinese, the Second World War began in uh, 1937 with uh, Japan's invasion of China. You might even argue that Japan's annexation of Manchuria and the creation of the uh, Manchukuo state in 1932 uh, was the uh, beginning of uh, hostilities. And the war doesn't end in China. The conflict and uh, bloodshed doesn't end until 1949, because there are four years of civil war from 1945 uh, onwards. Uh, and then the, uh, the the point that Frank Dakota makes is uh, in the, the first um, ten years following the um, revolution, there was something like about five million deaths, by his estimations, uh, from Mao's various campaigns. And that's before we get to the Great Leap Forward. So anyway, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves in a story of of terrible tragedy in China, uh, but certainly the 20th century in China was one of the most blood-soaked affairs um, imaginable. Um, So when Rana Mitter is um, writing about um, Chongqing, here we have one of the, the key cities of nationalist China. Um, the uh, capital in 1937 had been Nanjing, uh, and it had been indefensible. Um, it was later 
seized in 1938 um, and uh, horrific atrocities were perpetrated by the Japanese army including uh, germ warfare, the mass killing of prisoners, uh, the mass rape of Chinese women, uh, the mass killing of, of um, civilians and the uh, capital moved to Chongqing as a kind of a, a temporary respite. Anyway, Ranamita writes, On the 3rd of May, the sky was clear above the southwestern Chinese city of Chongqing. The weather was sweltering. Not for nothing is Chongqing known as one of China's three furnaces, where temperatures regularly rise to 40 degrees or higher. At noon, Zhang Jilou, a reporter for the Jinminbao newspaper, uh, was getting ready for lunch. In the bustling city around him, the locals were, getting, were going about their usual business. On the docks, stevedores hauled boxes on and off the ships that plied the Yangtze. Passengers descended from the boats, uh, descending from the boats would be mobbed by dozens of sedan chair bearers. Chongqing is famous as a Shancheng, a mountain city, far, th- far better to be carried up the steep hills that separate the river from the upper town, if you could afford it. In the markets, traders and their clients bargained for rice, vegetables and meat. The number of customers was greater than at any time in the city's history. In October 1937, the Nationalist Government of China had announced that it could no longer defend the existing capital at Nanjing to the east against a Japanese invasion that had begun three months earlier. Chongqing, therefore, became the temporary capital. Millions of refugees had fled westwards, and Chongqing's population then uh, doubled in the size within eight years. Um, aside from the crowded markets, the refugees' presence was clear from the ugly slapdash buildings made from mud and metal girders that had rapidly sprung up across the local landscape. These shanties gave an already slovenly-looking city an even more unkempt air. Suddenly, as he was sitting down to eat, Zhang heard a sound whose terrifying significance he knew well. At about noon, we heard a short alarm signal, he recalled. I didn't even finish my meal but got ready to go and hide away in the air raid shelter in the newspaper offices in Jintang Street. Half an hour passed. Then an even more urgent siren began howling in short, continuous bursts. The last few people left the newspaper office and grabbed their possessions and ran down into the shelter. Shang was lucky. The particular refuge where he found himself was one of the most advanced in the city, built by the government air raid defence agency. It was outfitted with electric lights, communications and equipment, and supplies of food and drink. Many of the city's poorer inhabitants only had makeshift shelters and, much less a- and were much less able to withstand a powerful blast from the sky. One man later wrote that in his household, when the air raid siren sounded, a whole family of more than ten people just hid under the table. The British consulate in the city had placed a large Union Jack on its roof to proclaim neutrality, and warn off air raid pilots. But there were no guarantees of safety, even for the privileged. Not long before, a Japanese bomb attacked a, uh, attack on a water treatment plant had also hit the nearby diplomatic building. At 12.45pm, dots appeared in the sky, 36 of them, and swift, uh, they swiftly grew larger and louder. From airfields in occupied China, the Japanese Navy could dispatch Type 96 land-attacking aircraft, able to fly over 1,000 kilometres on one single fueling. The Japanese were almost invulnerable and could bomb the Chinese government in exile into submission. 
So, the ability of the Japanese to control the skies, there was the Nationalist Air Force, um, only really becomes bolstered later on with the help of the Americans and uh, the uh, KMT Flying Tigers who uh, flew uh, P-51 Mustangs and uh, Kitty Hawks uh, against the Japanese. Um, the ability of the, the Japanese to control the skies is a key advantage and it explains uh, in the campaigns in China how Japan manages to have such phenomenal successes for so long, in much the same way that the Germans initially enjoyed phenomenal successes in Russia after having destroyed much of the Russian air force, the Soviet air force, in the first few hours of um, Barbarossa. The destruction um, on, of the air raid that Zhang uh, describes in uh, Chongqing uh, was, was immense. Um, he heard the noise of the aircrafts for uh, about two hours and then um, the uh, rather pitiful um, counter-attacks from Chinese nationalist aircraft um, that were all uh, largely destroyed um, and the uh, contributions of um, Kuomintang anti-aircraft guns um, when Zhang left the shelter, he discovered that so much of Chongqing had been destroyed that there was um, the odd building that's still standing that seemed almost a kind of like a an anomaly. Um, that there was, um, he wrote, that at one junction, uh, a cluster of banks stood undamaged amidst the rubble of endless flattened structures. Even hours later, as darkness fell, the city was filled with sounds of moaning and screams for help, Zhang wrote. It was truly unbearable to hear. Between 1938 and 1941, Chongqing would be hit 218 times, and there would be a sum total of 11,885 deaths in Chongqing, um, as the Japanese used uh, incendiary bombs and fragmentation bombs, designed principally to kill civilians. And on the day um, of the uh, the bombing that Shang um, recounts, Chiang Kai-shek um, was in Chongqing uh, in his hilltop retreat at Huangshan um, and was able to see the destruction wrought by Japanese airpower air close up. He wrote in his diary that more than 40 enemy planes came to Chongqing today and bombed the area around the Military Affairs Commission building. A lot of people in the city have been killed and wounded. The next day, he wrote, the enemy planes came again this evening to bomb Chongqing, and it's still burning. This is the most terrible thing I've seen in my life. I can't bear to look at it. God lives. Why does he not swiftly bring some disaster to our enemy? In David Kennedy's book, Freedom from Fear... Uh, he writes that uh, the great disaster eventually comes with the uh, Japanese decision to bomb Pearl Harbor and that uh, Chiang Kai-shek apparently was so overjoyed knowing that America would now be in the war, he put on the opera Aida and danced around the room. At this point, of course, war has not broken out in Europe. Um, Europeans were paying an awful lot of attention to what Hitler intended and were... Uh, hurrying with preparations for the coming conflict. They were paying comparatively little attention to what Japan was doing in Asia. 
even European colonialists in Asia, in places like Burma and Singapore, who are looking increasingly nervously at, at Japan, in some of their darkest imaginings, they couldn't imagine, they couldn't predict what was going to come next. Um, and it took until, obviously, late 1941, early 1942, for Europe's um, empires to be swept away in Asia. And there was uh, not a lot of sense that uh, European uh, colonialists in the, the Golden Crescent, which I've talked about, from, which runs from India all the way to uh, Singapore, were being uh, particularly uh, listened to or paid attention to um, in general. Rana Mitta has some very interesting things to say on the historiography of the, uh, the era. He says, for decades our understanding of that global conflict, the Second World War, has failed to give proper account to the role of China. If China was considered at all, it was as a minor, bit play, minor, part, a minor player, a bit part actor uh, in a war where the United States, Soviet Union and Britain played much more significant roles. Yet China was the first country to face the onslaught of the Axis powers in 1947, two years before Britain and France, or four years before the United States. And after Pearl Harbor, one American goal was to keep China in the war by holding down large numbers of Japanese troops on the mainland. China was an important part of the overall Allied strategy. China had much less ability to make its own decisions uh, than the other allies because it was so much weaker than them, both economically and politically. Yet the war still marked a vital step in China's progression from a semi-colonised victim of global imperialism to its entry, however tentative, on the world stage as a sovereign power with wider regional and global responsibility. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For instance... In 1945, it was uh, the British who entered southern Vietnam, uh, but the uh, Chinese nationalists who uh, entered and occupied temporarily the north. Uh, China went from being um, a country that had been 
colonised by the Japanese that was facing almost a, a war of, of annihilation from the, the Japanese to being a country who was um, policing its own borders and uh, creating, as Chiang Kai-shek surely hoped to in Indochina, the beginnings of its own sphere of influence. It, uh, ironically for Chiang Kai-shek, within four years, the, uh, his rival Mao Zedong would be building spheres of influence in Indochina and in the Korean Peninsula as well. The um, history that is popularly understood in the, the West never really fully takes into account the actual cost to China of the Second World War. For example, 14 million uh, Chinese lost their lives, um, an enormous movement of uh, civilian refugees uh, on a par with, if not greater, than the chaos wrought to Europe by the end of the Second World War. Um, the destruction of the, the various modernization, road, rail and infrastructure projects uh, introduced by uh, the Chinese nationalists during the, the, the 1930s. And it created the conditions for Maoism to, to triumph in China. Um, Mao uh, once famously uh, went in the 1950s, um, when he eventually met um, the uh, Japanese uh, ambassador to China, said, you know, we've got to hand it to you. Thank you so much. We would never have got into power without you. Actually, I correct myself. I believe that was the late 1960s. Um, so it was the, the Second World War um, in China, as it did in Europe, uh, created uh, all the conditions for you know, what, what Mao would have referred to as the Asian, the Asian variant of Stalinism. Unlike war in Europe, where occupied countries saw their governments flee to Great Britain, the nationalists went into exile within China. So they, uh, China being so vast, they were able to move inland, they were able to move westwards, and they were able to try to stay out of the range of um, Japanese aircraft. In other parts of China, um, the Chinese Communist Party was able not only to grow in, in influence, but to become a, a kind of a semi-autonomous um, uh, government in its own right. And at the end of the war, an interesting uh, process uh, begins to emerge uh, that almost parallels that of Europe. Not only are the empires, the European and Asian empires, particularly Britain and um, Japan, um, undone in China by the process of the war, but the, the new powers that will influence China's future up until 1949, the USA and the Soviet Union, replace them. So just as a great power politics in Europe was then replaced by superpower politics, the same is true in China. Between 1937 and 1941, the Chinese fought Japan on their own. They managed to pin down nearly a million troops in China, um, 800,000 in total, um, with um, air, uh, a highly militarised army, a highly mechanised army, um, that was um, the most uh, technically advanced in Asia and one of the most technically advanced in the world. Um, and there was very little assistance, uh, if any, from the outside world. 
Um, the British did help to construct the Burma Road from Burma into southern China uh, and supply the nationalist forces, uh, but that was pretty much uh, the, the extent of it. One of the reasons for the urgency of Pearl Harbor, and perhaps the, shall we say, the recklessness of it, was that by 1941, uh, after four years of fighting um, in China, um, that was placing an increasing uh, burden on Japanese finances and resources, um, it became of uh, a life and death importance to make sure that a supply of cheap oil, particularly from the United States, continued to flow to China, uh, or to Japanese forces in China. When that oil was cut off, then seizing the Dutch East Indies becomes uh, a matter of life and death. Uh, otherwise, Japanese tanks stop working in China, Japanese aircraft stop flying. The first thing you have to do is to knock out the American Pacific Fleet at Pearl Harbor because they will be the uh, police force in the South China Sea and the Pacific that will come and stop uh, any seizure of the Dutch East Indies. This combined with an attack on uh, Singapore, an attack on Malaya, an attack on Burma, um, which um, was, again, part of the uh, the grand design. Really, the, the, the jewel in the crown for the Japanese is China. It's China that will decide everything. And to withdraw from China, as per Roosevelt's requests, um, would have presented the Chinese government with an impossible loss of face. And also, Chinese, uh, Japanese society with uh, an appalling dilemma. Many, many Japanese soldiers had already been lost in China already, and it would have been a, a, climb, a humiliating climb down uh, uh, and uh, in admittance to the Japanese people that the entire operation had been um, a, a huge and costly error. In 1937, Chiang Kai-shek, even in the eyes of China's communists, was clearly recognised as the only man in China who could uh, realistically hold the country together and present resistance to the, the Japanese. Um, the, the irony for him, of course, is that he does win the war, but within four years has lost China um, to uh, Mao and the, the Communist Party. By 1937, the uh, future of Mao's communists was um, reasonably bleak. They were a, uh, a small party on the periphery of Chinese society, uh, having been uh, chased into the wilderness uh, by the nationalists along the supposedly heroic long march which killed really about 90% of those who took part in it. Um, at the end of the war, the, uh, the Chinese communists controlled an area of 100 million people and they had nearly a million soldiers under arms. So the war had been a, an immense success for them um, and they had been, uh, an opportunity, it had been an opportunity really for Mao to claim a lot of kudos, but avoid a great deal of the actual hand, uh, the actual fighting, which would have um, led to um, huge losses of men uh, and attrition. By keeping soldiers back, allowing the nationalists to do most of the fighting, the real battle, as Mao saw it, would be against the nationalists once the Japanese had been defeated. 
By the time Pearl Harbor happens, Mao is fairly confident that the, the Japanese have made fatal errors which will lead to their undoing, so he can sit back and wait for what he views as uh, the real fight. China's Communist Party today in the 21st century is keen to uh, associate itself with um, the efforts against the, the Axis powers. Um, ironically, it was uh, Chiang Kai-shek that was, um, appeared at places like the Cairo Conference. There was a, a ludicrous uh, Chinese film, I forget the title of, which has Mao there instead, but obviously Mao never met Churchill or Roosevelt or, um, or during the war anyway, Stalin or, or anybody else. Um, and the um, uh, idea that uh, China was one of the uh, the key decision makers within the Allies um, is, is far-fetched. Um, Roosevelt had very little time for Chiang Kai-shek. Um, there was no, no doubt um, uh, some sort of uh, anti-Asian bigotry happening there um, that uh, the view that people like Churchill and Roosevelt had of uh, people east of Suez was that they, they, they do as they're told and they don't really attend conferences to talk about things. That's for uh, European colonialists to discuss, and American imperialists too. One explanation as to why the history, the wartime history of China has really slipped away um, is the Cold War itself. Uh, after 1949, when uh, it became clear that China was not going to follow the American path to uh, modernity. Um, not only did the, the narrative about what the war had been um, cement itself uh, in China in the interests of, of the, the communists, but Western historians and pundits and thinkers essentially write the Chinese out, out of the story. The important bits of the story are the uh, in Asia are the the kind of the, uh, the the war in Burma to seize back uh, what the Japanese had stolen from the British Empire, and the island hopping um, in of you know, MacArthur and the the great naval battles uh, of people like Halsey and Nimitz in, in the Pacific. That becomes what's important. Um, the, the, the perhaps the biggest struggle of the war, which is in China itself, uh, becomes edited from from the story and of course um, in uh, it becomes harder for western audiences to pay attention to and understand um, parts of the, the the story of the war that don't for a long period of time actually feature European soldiers or British or American soldiers uh, in any large number that said there actually were significant numbers of American servicemen uh, on Chinese soil during the later stages of the war, during the particularly Japan's Ichigo offensive in China, um, the, it was motivated by a desire to seize the territory upon which American air bases were situated, which were currently uh, bombing Japan. Um, uh, before um, island bases could also be seized by the Americans, which would um, step up that, that bombardment. So there were. Um, American service uh, servicemen there. Anyway, okay. Well, I'm going to finish this before it gets too long or boring. Uh, but we're going to uh, return to Ryan Mitter's brilliant book uh, in the not too distant future. And um, do remember, if you can help us out by uh, sponsoring Explaining History on Patreon, 
we'd be much obliged. Do give us a shout and all contributions gratefully accepted. Hope you're having a, a great sunny, um, sunny Monday and I'll catch you all soon. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.